This is part two of the two-part interview with Chief Master Sergeant Lisa List and Master Sergeant Troy Tobobbin on the Air Force paralegal career field within the Air Reserve component. Here are a few clips from part two of the interview. So it's not just about the job or, or doing a task. It's about making those connections and meeting people and gaining some new experience. Why paralegal? It's definitely it's unique aside from other AFSCs in not just in mission, but even our very makeup. Welcome to the Air Force Judge Advocate General's Reporter Podcast, where we interview leaders, innovators, and influencers on the law, leadership, and best practices of the day. And now to your host from the Air Force Judge Advocate General School. Great points there, Mass Sergeant Tobobbin. And you mentioned leadership, which is one of the themes of this show. So I'd like to ping this over to Chief List, Chief List, who's had a number of leadership positions. Could you maybe opine on one or two of those positions on, as a paralegal, how you've been able to grow as a leader? Absolutely. Paralegals, my husband likes to remind me on a regular basis, are, are different. The JAG Corps itself is a little bit different, but especially on the enlisted side where from the very start, you're dealing with commanders, you're dealing with first sergeants. Um, we are, our judge advocates out, outnumber us two to one. So we are actually the minority of our, of our JAG Corps where um, the vast majority of AFSCs, the enlisted corps make up the majority. The officers are, are very few and far between. So that is, is very unique. Um, you have to definitely hone your, your customs and courtesies. Um, you're always on parade. And you really got to make sure that you you learn your communication skills well. When you move up to the numbered Air Force, where Sergeant Tobobin is right now, what happens is you go from one office to 36. So a NAF has several wings under them. So you're not just focusing on one office. You're focusing on many. Um, the basic skills are there. Um, but you need to make sure that you are thinking a little more, a, le a little less hands-on, a little more strategic. You're looking for uh, vacancies. You're looking for training, negative training trends. You're looking where your site is focused on is different. It's a little less on the job and more of on the people. And that's that's what I really love about the leadership role is you have an opportunity to help people. It may not be what they want. Um, it may not, you know, because the needs of the Air Force is always going to be considered. But what I love about the JAG Corps is if we can meet the Air Force needs, the JAG Corps needs, and the members needs, we're going to do it. End of story. Uh, because we want them to continue on and be a part of our family, they are important. I don't know if that's really getting after what you're looking at, but how I rose through the ranks was applying for positions that are even temporary tours that, that would kind of get my name out there as a manager of people, a love of the people, a, a helper of all the airmen. And I say all the airmen, big A, my officers, the enlisted, the civilians. As a senior enlisted leader, especially, you have a unique opportunity to mentor up and down. And I just, I just love it. <laughs> I just love doing that and helping folks be successful, meet their goals. 
And uh, once you start getting that out there, our career field is small. The good and the bad get out there very quickly. You start getting um, noticed. You get started getting offered different opportunities. And as long as you're, it's part of your goal and you're willing to take advantage of those opportunities, you will definitely go on the path to bigger and greater things. Thank you, Chief. And for Mass Sergeant Tobobbin, what has been one of maybe the most interesting uh, aspects of work you've had to do within the paralegal career field? You know, I think the the most interesting aspect is, I mean, I, I love the research and I love having the opportunity to to deal with the people. And I go back to my time at the the Air Force Academy. I think the the most interesting aspect was learning that environment. I I went in with these uh, with this preconceived notion of this is how it is. You know that we practice military justice in the field and. At that point, it was black and white for me. This is this is what we do. But you go into a learning environment like uh, it is there. You're dealing with not only the military justice issue. You start dealing with academic issues and academic integrity, and and you start to realize that uh, the Air Force is more than just military. I mean, we're building leaders. We're building people with a specific set of knowledge and skills. And I think for me, it was it helped me gain a, a larger appreciation for who we are as an organ, organization. I mean, we we have a uh, a school that is specifically helping to produce these these leaders and these people that are able to move us forward. That was probably the most uh, eye opening experience I've had in the Air Force, and and something that just kind of helped me get the bigger picture. Thank you. Uh, great perspective there as well. Chief List, if we could go back in time to when you were an airman, okay, 17-year-old airman, right? What advice would you give to yourself now that you are a chief on how to uh, be successful in this career path? I would say to be more more of an open communicator, right? So when I came in, it was went in, you did your job, and and you didn't sit there and complain. You didn't talk about any stressors in your life. You didn't, you know, is is get the job done. And if if you were you were stretched razor thin, it was just just get it done, and that's it. Um, we have grown leaps and bounds, not only as a career field in the Corps, but in the Air Force at large, to where we are understanding that that is not necessarily the right answer, that communication is good. And while the answer still may be, well, you still got to get it done, it's important to allow the airmen their voice, um, no matter what level. Again, when I say airmen, I'm always talking about Air Force, civilian, and enlisted folks to, to at least express themselves in a way to where they even though they may understand they still need to get this task done, that there are second and third order effects that may occur if we don't get the task done. But afterwards, I'd be like, okay, what can we do better to, to make it so it's not as stressful or overwhelming or or whatever? I think that's what it would be. is just, just And it's hard to tell a 17-year-old airman be a better communicator, but that is, saves an astounding amount of problems up and down the chain is just effective communicating. Thank you, Chief. Master Sergeant Tobobbin, if you could go back and talk to your younger self, 
how would you discuss the the, the notion of of maybe where you weren't exactly sure what you wanted to do or uh, where you saw yourself in five or ten or fifteen years? How would you talk to that younger version of yourself to still kind of set yourself up for success? Looking back, uh, two things. Number one, take all the opportunities that are, are uh, available to you. And I look at the my time in the Navy, and uh, there, there's a running joke that uh, the Navy stands for never again volunteer yourself. So it, it, when the opportunities came up, you just you kind of kept your head down and, and looked the other way when they asked for volunteers. But, uh, you know, I've since learned that that's not always the right thing. It's you, you have the opportunities, even if it's a job that you don't want to do or or. Uh, is mundane, you still have the opportunity to make those connections and maybe connect with somebody that could propel your career or your personal life forward. So it's not just about the job or, or doing a task. It's about making those connections and meeting people and gaining some new experience. But by the same token, one of the regrets I have looking back at my military careers, I didn't always listen to the senior listed or officers above me. It was, I always had this, like these blinders on, right? This is the direction I'm heading. And no matter who spoke into my life saying, hey, maybe you should look at this or, or look at this opportunity or, you know, kind of trying to offer a bigger picture or brighter, broader horizons. I didn't always listen to that. And I would definitely tell myself, you know, looking back, hey, you need to listen to these people. They know what they're talking about and, you know, gain some direction from them. And I think that's uh, that's the biggest thing that my entire military career has offered me. And hopefully I would be, be able to instill that. I mean, you know, do we always listen? No, but it would be nice to go back and, and kind of point that out. So would you say it's appropriate to say you would have taken a more active role in your own personal development and mentorship. Absolutely. I I would have it. Uh, I, I was offered with a lot of opportunities that I didn't take that I wish I had. And it's uh, it definitely you, you, you have the opportunity to grow. And as chief list pointed out several times, this is all what you make it. And I would argue that in, in any military service, whether it's active duty or, reserve this can be whatever you want it to be and and you can drive that well thank you for for those uh those great insights so chief list let's say we've got some listeners who potentially are thinking about the paralegal career field and maybe the paralegal reserves how would they go about applying for that right well the first thing would definitely be to reach out to our recruiter we have a reserve paralegal program manager who uh, interfaces with all the recruiters. Our our career field is different in that it is centrally managed. And so the recruiters, they have our checklist. We have a lot of requirements because of the sensitive nature of our jobs and who we interface with. Like I mentioned, we're, we're dealing with commanders, first sergeants, authorities, and we are interacting with our officers, our judge advocates, our attorneys are all officers. So we want to make sure we have the right people. And many times in our traditional reserve offices, the positions are limited to just one or two paralegals. So we need to make sure that they have the skill set 
and the demeanor that we're looking for. But I digress. So reach out to a recruiter um, and uh, our program is centrally managed through our reserve paralegal program manager. And that's where it starts. Thank you, Chief. Well, obviously today we still kind of just scratched the surface on this topic. We did not get into all the different uh, nuances of this career field. With that, if listeners want to learn more about today's topic, and I'll provide this question for both guests, where would you recommend listeners go to learn more about today's topic? Um, Well, we have a recruiting site. Also, you want to find facts about the different um, opportunities, the different um, categories, the category A, the category B, and and absolutely the benefits uh, that go along with with the reserve. Um, if especially if you're you have an ambition to go to college, uh, we have the GI Bill. We have also also Tricare for our reserve, dental services. So medical for your family, it's just, there's just, if you're not in a place in your life where you want to serve, but serving full time is not conducive to your life. Um, so many of our paralegals are, you know, very high level civilians, they're attorneys, they're, they have full time jobs, they're taking care of families, they're going to college to where full time service is not necessarily an option. But you still have that desire to serve, and those benefits are amazing. I'm sorry, but I've been in the civilian world. There's nothing that compares to it, not just the benefits monetarily, um, but also just just the family you make, the pride of service, the meaningful service. I can't even I can't even talk enough about it. It's just amazing. No regrets. Master Sergeant Tobab, and any uh, resources that you think would be beneficial for our listeners, just based on what we just talked about uh, today? I still agree the best resources people, right? Trying to uh, reach out to people that are actually in the profession and, and that are doing the job. I mean, they offer you the frontline view of, of what's going on. So don't don't be afraid to, to reach out to uh paralegals that are out in the field, whether it's active duty side or, or reserve side. Um, I'm sure we could find ways to, to get in contact, get that information out to people to get a point of contact. But it's uh, this is a great opportunity. It's uh, a part-time, well, I say part-time deal. I think most of us probably volunteer more of our, our time than just uh, just the required one week in a month, two weeks a year. And I think that's just out of love for the job. Yeah. And, and as chief said, no matter what you're going through in life, I, I think this is, this is a good opportunity to, um, it, it's very flexible. If you have something going on in your civilian world and, uh, you can't dedicate as much time to it other than just what's required to you, that's okay. But if something in your life changes, and, and you have extra time and you want to dedicate it, there's the opportunity to do that as well. And just not only that, all, all the benefits you get from it, uh, as Chief mentioned, it's just, uh, this is a great opportunity. And final question for both guests, and, and I'll start off with Master Sergeant Tobob in here. Just any final thoughts you have on today's topic on the paralegal career field from the reserve uh, perspective, or maybe even active duty if people are, are considering that or just anything that we've talked about or maybe that we didn't even get a chance to talk about? You know, like I said, it, it, it's worth exploring. 
if you're at a uh, a point in your life that you're you're looking to still maintain some ties to the military or um you, you know that's it, that you're looking even for a new career field or or something new i mean as i said i am an it specialist and this is definitely well outside of my wheelhouse and something completely different but that's what i love about it so you know i get that the chance to do research and work with some amazing people so just again explore all your opportunities and uh if you're coming into the career field and like me, you know nothing about it, just know that there are opportunities for training and learning. I mean, uh, currently we have the, the seasoning program, right? Once you go through your uh, your three-level school, you have the opportunity, if you have time and are able, to serve at an active duty office for a while to, to get that experience and that knowledge. And even if you're not able to do that, uh, I, I wasn't in the position to take seasoning orders at the time and uh, just took the opportunity to go over to the active duty office uh, a couple of weeks at a time throughout my learning phase. And I learned a great deal. It, it's an amazing opportunity that that uh, if, if you're looking for something different to do, this this is the career field. Thank you. And same question over to Chief List. Any final thoughts or comments on today's topic for our listeners? I can only echo Sergeant Tobobbins' words. It's a great opportunity. Why paralegal? It's definitely more, it's it's unique aside from other AFSCs in not just in mission, but even our very makeup, which is predominantly officers. Um, it's It's a very professional environment. Um, we take great pride in our training at the JAG school. Our, our initial skills training was just increased to, I believe now, uh, 13 weeks. It was six weeks. Feedback from the field was that, that those initial skill trainings were so valuable and needed up front rather than at the, the craftsman level that we went ahead and, and revamped the entire training system. And also uh, it's American Bar Association accredited training. Um, so it's it's professional. You get your, your community college of the Air Force degree from it. And um, we just, we really instill a lot of value on our airmen. It is great. It's all that and none. It's it's the whole environment. And I, I just I can't encourage folks enough. I'm an institution-wide cheerleader. I love the Air Force, period. I love the JAG Corps. I love the paralegal corps. Um, you just can't go wrong. Um, but with any bureaucracy, there will be hiccups. And like I said, communication is key right do not let anything be there's nothing that is not fixable unless you you wait until it's a complete disaster so that goes for life in general but let us help you and we i have my my jag school or i have the recruiting page which is very easy it's afreserve.com slash jag that's j-a-g slash you can explore paralegal and the jag the attorney any any of that information is out there definitely can reach out to me knowing somebody is 
as Sojitub Robin said, is is the best resource. You want somebody who lived it, breathed it, and and will give you the down and dirty. So I love the career field so much that I'm I'm quite sure that you can ask just about anybody. And even if there's negative aspects, the positive always outweigh. Well, Chief List and Mass Sergeant Tobobin, thank you so much for coming on and uh, speaking with us today. And that'll conclude today's interview. So thank you again for, for coming on. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. That concludes our interview with Chief Master Sergeant Lisa List and Master Sergeant Troy Tobobin. Here are three of my takeaways from the interview. Number one, flexibility offers great opportunity. A theme within this interview was the great flexibility offered by serving in the Air Reserve component as a paralegal, including as a traditional reservist, member of the Air National Guard, or Individual Mobilization Augmentee, or IMA. As your life and work situation evolves over time, you can transition into different components of the ARC that best fit your situation, and perhaps even take on an active duty assignment or two along the way if that becomes of interest to you. Number two, no career path is the same. Both Chief List and Master Sergeant Tobobin discussed their unique career progressions. Master Sergeant Tobobin started off in the Navy outside of the legal career field. He then transitioned into the civilian sector for over a decade. After an 11-year break in military service, he joined the Air Reserves as a Category A Knowledge Operations Specialist, and then he later cross-trained into becoming a paralegal. This would hardly be considered a quote-unquote normal career track, but he's been very successful along the way, and it highlights that no career path is the same. Chief List started on active duty and wanted to continue serving in that role. However, due to family needs, she transitioned into the reserves. And through the reserves, she's worked in many incredible positions, including an active duty AGR tour, a tour at the Air Force JAG school, and within different components of the reserves. Through all these different experiences, she's risen to the leadership position of IMA to the senior paralegal manager to the Air Force Judge Advocate General. Her unique career path shows that no path is the same and that you can find success through your own journey. And last and number three, leverage life experiences and grow in new skill sets. Both our guests worked in the private sector along their career journeys, and they both leveraged their civilian experiences outside of the military into the paralegal career field. And as an inverse to that, they also both gained valuable new skill sets within the paralegal career field that they otherwise would not have had the opportunity to learn. And these skill sets, in turn, such as enhanced communication, management of people, and leadership have helped them develop further both professionally and personally. As Chief List mentioned, if you have any interest in the Air Reserve component, check out afreserve.com backslash JAG and click on paralegal. It offers a lot of useful info, including qualification for prior service and for those of non-prior service. It offers information on the application package requirements, required training, and how to apply if interested. And if you perhaps have an interest in active duty as a paralegal, check out airforce.com backslash careers. Then go to what interests you and click on law and order and then the career paralegal. In conclusion, it should go without saying 
that the Air Reserve component is an integral part of our country's national security mission in airspace and cyberspace. And if you have an interest in serving your country in the enlisted legal career field, but active duty isn't the right fit, then the ARC is a great way to get involved. Thank you for listening to another episode. If you like this episode, please let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform and consider subscribing to the show. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Air Force Judge Advocate General's Reporter Podcast. We welcome your feedback. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. This helps us grow, innovate, and develop an even better JAG Corps. Until next time, nothing from this show or any others should be construed as legal advice. Please consult an attorney for any legal issue. Nothing from this show is endorsed by the federal government, Air Force, or any of its components. All content and opinions are those of our guests and hosts. Thank you.